Everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Very excited to have you all listening. Very excited to bring on to the show a man whom people have been clamoring for. They have been asking, where is he? He has been asking, where have I been? His mother has been asking, where has he been? And recently, he marched up to me, and he want, and I'm not sure it was a joke. He wanted to know, why haven't you had me on the show lately? It's my lovely and loving husband, Daniel Quantz. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm very happy to be back and have my uh, First Amendment rights restored. I'm sorry I had to deplatform you in that way. <sighs> All it took was me sending a bunch of my close personal friends to the Capitol building uh, but I'm glad you listened to uh, our voices and the demands of the people. So were you joking? Or was there like a... a I did a send those sin- people to the Capitol. A scintilla of truth in your question when you want to know, hey, why haven't you had me on the show lately? I was joking. <laughs> I was joking. I um, sometimes wonder if I should have more... Uh, my, I, I miss being on the show, mm-hmm. but I understand, like, th- here's my true feelings about it. Yes, um, lay your true feelings on me. As much as I enjoy listening to myself pontificate, ponder, and prattle. Mm, the three uh, I do not assume anybody else enjoys it, not even my wife. <laughs> no, especially not your especially wife. Especially not my wife, or even my mother. And um, so I worry that when I'm on the show, it's like I'm bringing the show. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna talk to you right now. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want me to? Uh, I'm talking to you, Allison. Okay. This is so, just between you and I, listeners. I, yeah. Look at your phone or something for a moment. Yeah. This is just between yeah, Daniel me. and me. Okay, honey. Yeah. I worry that when you have me on the show, that. Fewer people are going to listen because I'm not a big famous person or something like that. And so we're back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't want, you know, I, I just want your show to be as good as possible. Well, that's very sweet of you. Listen, listen, here's the deal. People love the You and Me episodes. I'm sure there's someone out there right now being like, well, I fucking don't, but that's okay. Not every show is for every person. But do enough people like it for us to live like Oprah Winfrey? That's the whole goal here. Now, when you say living like Oprah Winfrey, are you talking about living in Montecito? Are you talking about having a lot of Springer Spaniels? Are you talking about... Having a best friend named Gail? No, just taking a lot of baths. <laughs> Are you talking about baths? I'm talking about baths only. I don't like a bath. I feel I, like if I'm on the show, if, if this show is successful enough, we can step up our bath game. <laughs> do you think we could podcast in the bath? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that sounds dangerous. I don't want to go on a big, long jag about baths because, frankly, there's just more important you, things to talk about. And you have already. No, but here, I want to know how you feel about them. Because I remember we were in, I was going to say Sequoia, but we've never gone to Sequoia. We were in Ojai. We were mm-hmm. at the Ojai Valley Inn. Oh, hi. I did that joke. Yeah. I did that joke I, on a caption. Does. Yeah, I know. Did? Okay. I know. I did, right. But I did, too. It's a fun joke to make. I, I don't care if I'm making the same damn joke everybody makes. If it's a fun joke, it's a fun joke. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And remember, we got into a little bit of a disagreement afterwards because the hotel talks about something called the pink moment. Mm-hmm. The sunset gets very pink around a certain time of day. And so they've like they've turned... They've like marketed it yeah. as their own thing. Hashtag like, pink moment. They have a drink called the pink moment. They're like, what time is the pink moment going to be? So Daniel went on... This is after we already left. 
I'm already getting on a different story on this long jag about how they've like commercial commercialized and I don't know if that specifically is what I was saying objectified the or whatever you call it commodified the pink just hang on commodified the pink moment and I was like I personally like that they called out the pink moment because I'm not a sunset person in general yes I'm spiritual I'm deep I can be basic but sunsets don't really do it for me but I appreciated the pink moment. Yeah, I just don't. I don't love it when I. Ra- I. I rather things like that be things that you can discover and experience as opposed to something that someone is telling you. Generally, that someone's telling you uh, to appreciate. But see, you were doing that just the opposite. I was like, oh, I appreciated this, and then you were telling me not to appreciate it in a subtle way. No, I was. I. W- I didn't have a problem with. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the sunset, honey. I had a problem with... uh, I didn't really have... uh, (laughs) We're making a bigger deal about it. Yes, We've always made a bigger deal about it than what I intended at the time. I think I was just saying, it rubs me the wrong way when someone's like, uh, look at this beautiful thing over here. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it it was... um, it, it the whole the whole way they presented it to me took something away from it is something that I could I could just appreciate on my own. Right, I hear what you're saying. Like if I was sitting out on the balcony and I noticed it, I would be like, "Oh, this is mine. I get to have this moment." But because they've done all that, it's like, "Oh, this is their thing that I get to appreciate." Okay, but a little bit. It's uh, like someone yeah, saying, yeah. "Have a nice day," and you're like, "Don't tell me what to do." No, it's not like that. I hear. I do hear what you're saying. I personally had a different experience of it but anyway i remember being in the bathtub there because i had not fully accepted. oh yeah they had a nice tub yeah and i was like this tub is great you should take a bath but you were so landlocked what do you, mean? <laughs> you refused you were hearing none of it what i think what i'm ha- trying to say is for the entire time i've known you and i don't even know how long that is anymore it feels like a lifetime um i don't think i've ever seen you take a bath well so something else must have been going on because uh, that does not sound like the DQ that you know. Yeah, mm, it was pretty pretty DQ. No, no, no. There must have been extenuating reasons why I didn't want to get in the tub. If that's in fact even true, because I don't remember it happening. I feel like you were on your computer, so maybe there must something... have been something else I needed to do. Because I like a good bath. I... Baths are never seen you take one ever. We've never had a good tub. See, here's here's the thing. We baths had a good... are tub dependent. We had a great tub in our old apartment. That, that I, was filled with stuff. Yeah, but it could have been taken out. Yeah. It was valuable stuff storing space. But part of the thing with the bath is there's not really frequent. There's rarely a moment when I'm like, now is a good time to take a bath. <laughs> exactly. But that doesn't mean I don't like them. Like, I have flirted with the idea of buying a hot tub, which is like a Just, bath on steroids. <laughs> oh my and, god! Where'd you? Where'd you? Did you invent that phrase? Uh, it's like a bath. <laughs> um, because there's nothing like a good hot tub, and and uh, but then I'm like, it, you know what? It was fucking hot as shit last year, and it's only going to get hotter out here. So I don't know if that's the direction to go. But um, yeah, I like to soak my bones. Mm. You say this, but like I said, and I repeat, and I don't mean to be a broken record, literally never, ever seen you take a bath. And I hate baths, and I've taken more baths in the time we've been together. I feel like this is something I can really throw myself into, project... Q takes a bath. You, and I don't mean QAnon. You have some CBD products. And I in do. those products They're is sponsored. a CBD bath bomb yeah, that I just use, saw. And I was like, use it. well, no, I can't because we don't have a usable bathtub in our house. We have two bathtubs. They're both in our very house. low. No, That's no, true. They're like only, what, a foot and a half high? I don't know. I know that I was alarmed. The one time I did take a bath in this house, I was. You can't. I was. What's a word that's stronger than alarmed? Horrified. I was horrified at the level of water displacement because I 
and I think I was pregnant at the time because that sounds like <laughs> no you know what though if I was pregnant at the time I would have never gotten in the bath because I wouldn't have been able to get out of the bath and also you're not supposed allowed to take you're not supposed to take baths when you're pregnant I think it was at, it was when I was still carrying much of the pregnancy weight which by the way still carrying some of that uh, but even more than I tell myself to make myself feel better so I filled it up with and I was keeping in mind like hey Allison a lot of you is getting in the bath. So don't go crazy with filling it up too much. Leave room for your hefty body. And then I got, so I filled it up not very far. And then I got in and then, I mean, it was like to the brim. Yeah, because there's not, that those baths don't hold much. It's deceptive. Right. Because I've spent a lot of time uh, Neil uh, alongside the bathtub given our boys baths and it's just not meant for adults to take baths in just not yeah. okay but enough of baths let's talk about something did you have something important to say about baths no okay let's talk about something that's been on our minds lately yeah let's do it and if our hyper religious friends happen to listen oh, yeah we have a we need to have a word with you I don't want to offend anyone the but last I'm thing I offended. want to do is offend anybody. I will say this up front. I do not um, have any judgments or uh, disrespect towards anybody who has faith. Truly, I have complicated faith myself. And um, and uh, I have a lot more respect for re- a lot of religious faith than Allison does, frankly, if I'm being perfectly honest. Really? Yeah, you I think probably, that's you, true. Wait, are you being serious? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> uh, am I? I think maybe that is true, but I don't. I don't know that it's something that is a big deal. I'm just gonna let this awkward silence sit there because I'm not sure that I agree with that. But I think anyway, you're a little that, bit more skeptical than me. Yeah, if if we were you having mean a cynical, skip, mm, no, skeptical of of religious faith of organized religion yeah you're just a, yeah you're a little bit more like throw them all in the fire than That's i am not true no just on the scale of throw them in the fire and i'm gonna run off and join a cult like these are the options no i'm sorry i'm just i'm just trying to offend everybody <laughs> i love you all i truly do listen as i was saying yeah not the last thing i want to do is offend or make uncomfortable any of our religious friends. However, 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 Daniel and I have a wee bone to pick with you, <laughs> but we're not going to pick it with you to your face because that sounds uncomfortable. We're going to pick it with you on our podcast. We're not singling anyone out, but we've had this conversation before and then we had it again recently. And once again, I was struck by the following. Daniel and I are heathens. Does heathen mean you don't believe in anything? Or is it like if you're religious? We're faithless heathens. We're atheists, but spiritual. Um, I'm not necessarily an atheist, but go ahead. What are you? What do you call yourself? Agnostic? No, I'm not. I don't. I'm not anything. But you don't call yourself atheist. An atheist believes that there is no God. I feel like the meaning changed a little bit. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm. I'm not. Atheism has become like its own thing, and I, I just, I'm not signing up to anybody's uh, subreddit, okay? I do call myself atheist, but I wouldn't want to hang out with a lot of other people that call themselves atheists. But anyway, though I was raised Quaker pretty much, but anyway. I like the Quakers. They're okay. Um, someday, maybe I'll like get in line with the Jews, but not that kind of line. I like the Jews. Some of them. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Yeah. If you are someone mm. who believes in heaven and believes that the only way to get to heaven... Well, this is something that we, we, were, we were talking about one night, right? You're the one who brought this up. And I, and I was just like thinking it through. Yeah. And I'm like, if you actually believe... That when you die, you're going to paradise. But... If you have been a good person. But and those you, who don't believe... Won't go there. Are going to hell... Why are you not trying really hard <laughs> to change your friend's mind like if about you it? Really believed, if you really believed that you're going to heaven, but Daniel and I are going to hell. No, it's not that you're going to heaven. That's not the part. 
It's yeah. the part that the people sitting next to you are, are going, going to, to be hell. burning in eternal hellfire. Why are you so a okay? <laughs> Why are you not <laughs> fucking trying to convert them at every turn? Because my religious friends, I'd be grabbing you by the lapel, and being like, "Listen to me." Yeah, <laughs> you're going. You don't understand. Right? It'd be like watching someone go to the grocery store without a mask in Los Angeles right now. Like, if, if someone close to me were doing that, I would gently try to let them know it's very dangerous. I think that's why when I look at born-agains, born-agains or evangelical people who do believe that, who are very, very... Uh, Fired up? Yeah, but they're, they're trying to convert you. I, it's like, I get it. If yeah. that's what you believe, like, I understand the... Um, Fervor? Yeah, the, the, you know, the urgency yeah uh right the urgency is it's annoying, annoying to me because i don't believe that yeah but like i get it thank you but at I least appreciate, it checks out i appreciate what you're trying to do i really do i just i, I don't you're not going to win me over but right but then so, i was saying through, maybe they just know that that's what our attitude is well that's what we i mean i feel like that was a that was charitable <laughs> of well, us the only way we this is the the peace we can make with the fact that our religious friends <laughs> seem content They're to totally let us, fine with us burn, burn in, hell. in hell. The only thing that allows us to continue being friends with them <laughs> is the idea that while they must want to attempt to save us, because yeah. they want us to go to paradise with them. They don't want us to burn in hell. Yeah, it's but like a they, pretty sweet vacation that we're apparently not invited to go on. And and also, apparently, it's not going to, like, diminish the quality of the vacation at no, all, that we're not there. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, when they're in heaven, knowing we're getting our little toes roasted by Lucifer, <laughs> and, and, you know, and uh, nibbled on by little demons, uh, they're just fine with that. No, I don't think that's true. I, I think that they uh, we've pray for us, probably. We've decided that they probably pray for us because they believe that's the most effective way. Yeah. And that's true. It would not work well for them to be pressuring us. I'm just saying Yeah. What? it's the thought that counts. Like, where's the effort? Where's the <laughs> I effort? I think tactically, the tactic that they would, if I were in their shoes and I were dealing with us, uh, I would probably just try to lead by example would be the most effective way. Although I think, mm, I think I might go a step further. So this is some advice then that I'm going to be giving to my, um, uh, super religious friends, my super religious friends who, who have those beliefs. Uh, the, yes. Lead, lead by just set an example. Don't be, you know, trying to make the sale because that's not going to work but uh maybe every now and then explain what you get out of it is there a chance they're actually going to convert you i think what could no you're never going to get me to believe something this is the problem i've always had which is like i see the value in many different faiths Mm. and i'm often jealous because there's a lot of positive things that people can get out of you know uh being part of the community and having faith and comfort that it gives you and community right. and At the end of your life i think it might but just even like daily life there's things there's out. a lot of good there's a lot of yeah. good i mean we could sit here and talk about the negative but what's the fucking point of that there's a lot of good a lot uh legitimately but the problem i've always had is that like yeah but i don't be- i don't believe it right so i mean i would just be going through the motions i mean um, right so what i'm saying is i therefore i believe i feel like your your advice to them rings a little bit hollow well what i would say if <laughs> i were a little bit like i would trick me into it is what i was where i was going <laughs> okay. which is to say like i wouldn't try to convince me that it's true because you're not going to be able to get me uh in a frontal attack what I would say is, uh, say, look, you know, not most, most of us don't believe this is true. This is just like a sweet club that you can go to. You can have like a nice community, people that will look after you. Your kids will go, you know, have like lots of people who care about them 
and da da da, and get them with the community part of it and the the kids, you know, all those side benefits, and then hope that in the process of that, uh, else the exposure the to the faith eventually will get me to believe it. But you're never going to get me on a just like listen to me. This is the deal. 2000 years ago, you know, like it's just not, you're not. So, um, that's what I would do. Uh, I'd be like, listen, just come to, I think a lot of them actually do do that where it's like, yeah, we're just going to have a picnic. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, but the point is we have good friends that think we're going to get our butts roasted, thighs chewed by little demons. How do you know it's little demons? We're gonna ha- we're gonna demons. be we're gonna become human toothpicks to a large demon. It could go either way. I f- suspect that there's demons of all demon eye, de- demos, demons um, of all sizes, and they're gonna be sucking the marrow from our bones. And yet, our friends are sleeping soundly. So, and we have I'm sure we have religious listeners. Listen, this is what we want to know. And don't lie to make us feel better. Have any of you prayed that Daniel and I will be saved? Let us know by tweeting at us. I'm at Allison Rosen, or you can tweet to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. And just let us know whether you're cool with us going to hell or whether you would like us to accompany you to paradise. I feel like if, if there is a hell, if that's really true... I feel maybe maybe this is you know I I feel like Jesus or whoever's in charge of the list I feel like they they get me I feel like I you I, don't, would I feel think like that. it's not a I feel like it's not a what I'm saying is I don't I don't feel like it's a done deal that I'm going to hell cuz I could I I think I could get in on a technicality You honestly you're one of the things I like about you you are one of the most moral people I know you have a very strong sense of ethics and you have very strong integrity um and I know that you told me that your friends had said to you you have too much integrity (laughs) I had a friend which makes you wonder who you were hanging out with well I think he was frustrated with me about something uh that I wouldn't do I forget what it was and he was like you just have too much (laughs) (laughs) um I think that's probably true too like I think sometimes um if you would bend the rules more, you get ahead more. It's hard, you know? Like, there are times when um, it's not really, like, the ethics and quotes of it don't really matter. I, 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 I'll often, the example I'll give, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm not, I, this isn't me trying, I'm not saying this, like, look at me, look how great. I'm just, you brought it up. This is just how I take. Can't wait to and hear honestly, this one. honestly, like I can see that even being uh, a bad thing. So I'm not even saying that this is a good thing. But uh, like a lot of people say, I'm a fucking chump. Just say it, because I don't know where you're headed. Uh, well, you know the story. It was like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. I had an early, early flight out of LAX, and I went to the bank, an ATM. Oh yeah. And I was taking. This was like just a couple years out of college. And so I was, I did not have a lot of money and I went to withdraw like 60 bucks and it spit out like 300 and it didn't deduct it from my account. And it, you know, there's, it was dark cause you know, it was LA, no one's right. out. And so I went on, I went home and I had this wad of money in my wallet let, and this is Bank of America. Sandwich. This is Bank of America. And I didn't know what to do. Wait, what is... It was Bank of America. Well, they're like a huge bank. They're not like uh, some neighborhood right. bank. Got it. Um, you're a credit union or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't know what to do. Should I keep the money? You know, like first... But the first thing is like, well, will they find out that I took it and then I'll get in trouble? But then I was like, well... Will you be apprehended would, on your way? I can't imagine plane. I would get in trouble for taking money. You know what I mean? Like... um. They would just deduct it from my account. Although I don't think I even had $300 in my account. Um, when I got home, I just decided I could probably keep this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they know I have it. And 
but I was like, if I keep the money, then I will know that I'm the kind of person who keeps the money. And I don't want to be that kind of person. And I'm not even saying that kind of person is a bad person. I'm saying that it's a, it was just for me at that time, mm-hmm. it was, I, I didn't want to think of myself as someone who took things that, what, that weren't his. So, is that right? English, whatever. Were, were uh, yeah. it, it, it was just defining myself to myself sort of thing. Now, now I would totally keep it. <laughs> but at that time, it was important to send that message to myself. And a lot of times, I think that's what integrity is. You should just, include this in the essay for why you get to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't think that gets me into heaven at all. I just think it, it's more just about your, your sense of self so that you feel like, yeah, you know what? I know this is the kind of person I am. Um, and that's important to me, and it's not really important to anyone else, and that's fine. When I did go to return it, I'll tell you, I went into the bank, I went to the bank manager, and I said, this happened, and he could not have given less of a shit. <laughs> I was expecting him to Wait, give me Wait, like, how'd, you, how'd you arrive at the manager? Were you like, went in? Yeah, I said, I, I you know, I, don't, I forget what I told him, but he was like, yeah, and I said, this money, I, went, I told him the story, and he's like, oh, okay, and he took it. And it's like, no reward, motherfucker? Like, not even 20 bucks? Like, <laughs> or not even like... Not they thanks? Hit, they hit some kind of button, and then it's... You would think that they would want to reward that. Like, it, at the very least, you would think that Bank of America would be like, oh my God, we're going to kick you up a tier so you don't have to pay your annual fee and bank or something, right? Like, nothing. No. And I'm like, boy, I should have kept the fucking money. <laughs> but... Where is he? I wonder what he did with the money. What if he he's kept just it? Put it back in the. You no, know, he recorded it. He just put it yeah. back in the fucking. It was a well, dro- drop of water in the ocean. I think that that was a nice thing that you did. I don't even care. I'm. I'm honestly. It's just when you say that about me. That's just how. That's how I think about mm-hmm. it. I don't think about it as something I'm projecting outward. I just think like when you do when you do these things, you have to ask yourself do I want to be the person who does that? And if you're fine with it, you're fine with it. And that's cool. I don't judge like, but for me, you know, uh, so that, that frustrates people who uh, sometimes want to get away with stuff with me. Listen, if listening to Daniel talk makes you feel frustrated, frustrated. I almost said it like Elliot. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Counseling. The new year can be a good time for a mental health check-in, Daniel. If you have always wanted to try therapy or you'd like to try it again or you just need to talk some things out, BetterHelp offers online licensed professional therapists who are trained to listen and to help with issues including anxiety, depression, stress, LGBT matters, family conflict, self-esteem, and more. Finding a therapist can be intimidating and time-consuming. With BetterHelp, you can simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then get matched with your counselor in under 48 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions, exchange unlimited messages with your therapist. Everything you share is confidential. If you're unhappy for any reason with your counselor, request a new one at any time at no additional charge. They will get you to the right person. BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BESTFRIEND. Get started today at BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash bestfriend. There's no shame in asking for help. Let's listen to a message because so many people called in. There's no way we're going to get to all of them. In general, I've been thinking about this lately. I've been thinking, if I called into a show and left a message and then listened to the episode and was like, are they going to play mine? And then they didn't play it. I might feel not great about that. Mm. So I want to remind everyone, and this goes from this show and for Childish, we cannot play all the messages. It can be very random which ones we play. So please don't take it personally. Please, please, please don't take it personally. Thank you so much for for calling in. Um, and the number to call in for this show is 323 323- Five five three two three three one. It does spell something, but I don't remember what. Okay, let's play a message. Hi there, friends. Allison and Daniel. So nice to talk at you. Um, how am I doing? Well, the state of Oklahoma is a disaster. Can't get shots. Number one in COVID infections. 
But hey, you know, we're number one winning. My son tried to commit suicide in August. Thankfully, uh, he didn't. And he's doing much better. Um, my husband's an ER nurse and he got the shot, both doses. So I'm really thankful for that. So, um, in the grand scheme of things, I would say doing well, um, tepid. But uh, I love you guys. You really lift me up. Um, really enjoy listening to you. And thank you for all you do. This is Renee in Lake Hudson, Oklahoma. Love you guys. Oh, my God, oh my Renee. God. Did I you wanna... say Renee? Was it Renee? I don't know if it was Renee or Ray. But if it you heard little... Renee, that sounds probably right. Um, this is the downside of not screening because I did. I, when she said that her son tried to commit suicide in August, I was like, oh, oh my God. I want to like, I want to give her a hug and her yeah. boy a hug so bad right now. I know. Oh my god, it's so. Ugh, I can't awful. even imagine. I am so sorry you guys are going through that. Um, and I'm so glad that he is still here. I hope that he is getting. Did um, she say how old he, he is? No. I mean, I, I just. I, I hope, hope he's, he's getting, getting the help. help. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean. It li- li- just, uh, and then <laughs> it's hard to say anything because you don't know any of the details. I but I would just, I just want to make sure that um, I'm sure she's doing everything, you know, yeah. to make sure he knows he's loved and that life changes and whatever mm-hmm. the circumstances are, or if it's just mental health that he's getting any of that that he needs. My God. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I know it's uh. My message for anyone who's thinking of ending their life always is, and it's very, it's me pleading. It's please stick around. (laughs) Please wait one more day. It could change. And then wait one more day and then just keep adding days to the days. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. I I can't take it. Even if I don't know you, I can't take it. Um, But in a, in a, you know, something that, perhaps would mean more to you than just my, just Alison Rosen's feelings about it. Um, That sense that there's no point in going on is your brain playing tricks on you. And I know it feels so real and there's very, probably very real upsetting dark shit going on in your life. I get that. I get that. I get that. But you will not always feel this way. Please stick around to feel so you can feel differently. Please get help. There are people who can help you through this. Please don't make such a final decision. Um, and then to be the, the family member of someone who has attempted has got to be, I mean, just the fear that they might try it again and the, I don't want to project my own feelings on to you, but what I imagine would be the, the, that mixture of fear and anger of like, oh my God, you tried to leave. Oh my god! Yeah. So holy shit! I am. I mean, we don't know their circumstances, but no, um, I'm trying. I'm talking more in what I imagine are generalities. You're right. We don't know anything about their specific circumstances, but I'm so sorry. I'm glad your husband got the shot. And by the way, I'm. You know what the fuck, Oklahoma? I didn't realize Oklahoma was that bad. I I thought that we were number one. It doesn't surprise me at all. There's a great article. I think it was in the Guardian years ago, and in the the. The, na- the article was called like the what's wrong with Oklahoma and it was this very in-depth um, uh, article about the poli- how the politics of Oklahoma have led to this like crisis of social programs and expansion of the misery of the the sort of working class in Oklahoma and so it doesn't surprise me like that things are such a mess there, but my God, it's like, um, it's just frustrating. Ugh. So anyway, um, thanks for calling. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending you hugs. Um, did I ever tell my story of, uh, staying with a family in Oklahoma? Did I ever tell that on the air? No. When I was in the boys choir, we would travel throughout the country singing our sweet pre-pubescent voices for everybody uh, 
to experience angels on earth. Um, but we would stay with host families wherever we went. And we were in Tulsa, I believe. And I stayed for a few days with this family in Tulsa. And this family um, ha- was obsessed, obsessed with Neil Diamond. <laughs> Every room in the house had Neil Diamond posters. And these posters were not like him with a microphone singing. That It wasn't just that. It was him shirtless with a microphone singing. I mean, these were sexy Neil Diamond. They weren't in this Neil Diamond. They were in this sexy Neil Diamond. Um, it was, uh, it was, uh, so my experience of Oklahoma is that everybody loves Neil Diamond. Is it true? Renee, do you guys love Neil Diamond? I mean, I like Neil Diamond. I just, I, you know, I'm not putting a shirtless Neil Diamond poster in the living room or anywhere. Where it began. I mean, come on. I can't begin to know it. Problem with voice. this song. But then I know Catchy it's tune. Problem with the song strong. is that it dun, dun, stays in your head forever. Wasn't the spring. It's flushing out a sea shanty right now. And it's like a powerful hose. I'm actually enjoying it right now, but I don't really like Neil Diamond. You do like Neil Diamond, you just don't realize it. Okay, make your case for why I like Neil Diamond. Just, you're not going to seek out a Neil Diamond song, uh-huh, but when you hear them, you like them. In general, I don't want to be hearing this one, but right now I am liking it. I know. Sweet Caroline, ba-ba-ba. Everybody loves Times this song. Times never seem so good. I've been inclined to believe. Well, yeah, because we're doing commentary on it. Yeah, we are. That's right. Now, I have pulled up a Neil Diamond playlist, so I'm just seeing any Neil Diamond hits you'd like to hear. Maybe, maybe. oh, Girl, You Would Be a Woman Soon is Neil Diamond? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. I like this song. Everyone, you have to like this song. Soon. Red wet red wine is Neil Diamond. I don't know, but what about uh, is that one America? Come into America. Excuse me, Ashley. I don't think so. All right. Enough of this. Yeah, what are on. we? What's another podcast? What are we? Song Exploder. <sighs> That's a podcast that plays a song. Probably not really in this way, but anyway. Wait, is red red wine Neil Diamond? Could be. I mean, the, the UB40 song. I was going to say UB40. Let's not play that song. Do not play that song. Don't. I have to. No, please don't. Red wine. I had no idea this was. Go to my what is happening? I'm sorry. Why did you do that? Because I had to for I the listeners. I asked you not to play that song. Well, is it going to be stuck in your head yes. forever now? Yes. Well, get one of those other shitty songs you usually have in your head in there. Oh, my God. The only song. This song is like bleach for other songs. Uh-huh. There's one song. I'm not even going to say it because people will tweet it at me. Yeah, don't Once do they it. know. There's one song that once I get it'll flush every other song out of my head and it is horrifying. But there, it's like the nuclear option if I have a song I'm sick of. <laughs> There's a song that is supposed to be good for getting other songs out, and it's not a bad one, and I'm gonna play it. <laughs> this song it's, it's been written about that this one will flush out an earworm. But I'm dying to know what the one you're talking about is. I'll tell you off the air. I Never want to tweet about a song that's stuck in my head, even though I frequently have songs stuck in my head, because it will just. I used to do this thing. Start people with my dad, which is where because he would he would get songs stuck, and I would subtly like hum a song or something like that, and see if I could get him to like later in the evening or something sing it without him knowing 
why that song is stuck in his head. <laughs> Old Town State Park, next right, next right. It's kind of fun. It's like when we were in, in high school and we would try to get the, the teacher to yawn. Yes. Do you ever do that? And you just like, you, so you'd raise your hand. And then when the teacher called you, you <sighs> um, or something like that, and like see if you... Oh my God, I'm going to see if you just made me on. Let's hear another call. Um, here we go. Hi, Allison. It's Andrew in Tacoma. And I'm calling with big, happy, joyfuls because we've got dogs back in the White House. And for the first time in history, they're rescue dogs, not, you know, red dogs. Uh, so... I am looking forward to their Instagram by the end of the week. So, anyway, thank you, Andrew Tacoma. Peace out. Stay warm. Thank you, Andrew in Tacoma. He has sent stuff for Snack Chat. In fact, we're sitting not literally on some Snack Chat stuff that he sent. So I gotta, I gotta get get back to that. When I haven't seen these White House dogs yet. You haven't? No. Champ and Major? No, I haven't. I haven't really, honestly, haven't really been. Paying super close attention. This is what happens when your three-year-old commandeers the TV in the house. Yeah, we have not been watching news. It's all been Pocoyo and... Yeah. Uh, Just Pocoyo. Oh, uh, this... what is, Creative Galaxy? Creative Galaxy he's really into. Which, I, you know, these are... They're I, I'm shows. actually okay with both of those shows. But yeah, but no, to, no news. I had to catch up on the inauguration. I didn't watch it live and I, I kind of wanted to. But I also want to... I, saw, I think but, I feel like I saw enough. Yeah. I saw a lot of I, it. I'm not into the pomp and circumstance. I was into that. That poet was really good. I know that this is not a unique she, hot take. Everyone feels this way, but my God. She was she was great. I loved her outfit. Um, she was... Yeah, she was great. I love the idea that poetry is Me too. a thing again. Me too. I used to love poetry i majored in english i read all sorts of poems going back and reading poems that i used to be super into is like listening to a song i loved and i've been wondering why i in fact i follow this account poetry is not a luxury um casey saint Ange, for anyone who knows who that is uh her husband is the one who turned me on to it and they just posted a poem by this woman whose name i can't remember but it was so good and i i went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out what it means because it was about true it was called something like true love but it was about the way that romantic love turns into friendship and i i read it and i was like what is she trying to say about love and then I read different interpretations of it and like half of them feel like the whole thing was sarcastic and, and it's per- it, it's portraying a love that's gone sour. And then the other half is like, no, it's talking about a comforting love. It was really interesting. But anyway, I've, I've gotten away from poetry and I need to get back into it. I feel like poet, poetry is great. It's important. It's, it's like art. It, it does things that are, that, that we, that, that are good. But po- poet, the poetry community and poets got, much like art, the art world, the fine art world, got so far up its own ass with the, like, this thing where it, it became so impossible for, for people to understand it. I'm not saying that there isn't a place for that, but I think that there used to be a time when um, people appreciated poetry more. And you would see poetry in magazines and stuff like that. Now you only see it in the New Yorker, but it's like so many poems for so long that I would read. I would be like, I don't know how to even approach this. Yeah. It's way too conceptual. It's way too, uh, it, 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 like, what, huh? And then it's alienating. And Right. I, I think it's it, alienating for people to feel like, oh, maybe I'm not educated or what have you enough to be able to understand Yeah, this. like a lot of art can be so conceptual that it loses, I feel, this is my feeling, it drifts away from what the point of art kind of is. You know, like you're, 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 you're not accomplishing, well, I don't... It's not communicating anymore. It... It's fine if what you're trying to do is like communicate to people who are the very small sliver of people. That's fine. 
I'm just saying I used to be in that sliver. I got to uh, get back. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of it is just whatever. <laughs> Mental masturbation? I don't want to bore Show people. I, I mean, you know what? I, I just don't want to bore people with this. My, th- my thoughts about poetry and art. But... Uh, but there's some great poetry out there, and it just doesn't. No one pays attention to it because, of course, so it's people, about red wine. Red, everyone red. just feels like, ah, eh, this isn't, you know, this isn't for me. True love by Sharon Olds is the poem, and I had half a mind to read it on the show, but Daniel just declared that we're not going to bore you with our thoughts about poetry. So, should we listen to another message? Um. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello, Allison and Daniel. This is Shara calling with an update on how things are going here in Washington. I'm so much happier after the inauguration. Um, My morning reading of the news isn't what serves as a reminder that I need to take my antidepressant for the day. It is a little bit hopeful on day two of like reading the news and not being absolutely horrified by our country and the direction it's taking. But I am totally aware that we have to dig ourselves out of a hole that is four years deep of Trump and so incredibly wide with the pandemic. My two oldest are in fifth grade. Our school is still online, although our teachers are currently looking at potentially striking. Here in Washington State, teachers are not deemed essential workers. So they are not set to be vaccinated anytime soon. And a big part of the parent community is pushing to have kids back in school today. Second graders went back to in-person learning. No teachers were there because the teachers union. Oh, Oh, no. Which seems totally reasonable to me. At the rate of exposure they would face, face, but I have to pause it for a second to say, I love that there was a big like we lost a big chunk of it went out and then which seems totally reasonable. To, it's like coming back anyway. That's the meaning of life. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll just have to we'll just have to fill that in for it. This is like a poem. There's a big you know we have to we have to put our heads together and figure it out and keep playing it. Not everyone agrees. Um. I hope you guys are doing okay. Managing two kids at home is really hard. I have three. Thankfully, my two oldest are a big help, um, approaching 11 years old, and my son is four and a half. So I get it. Things are looking a little bit brighter, hopeful, but still very aware of our challenges. Thanks for the podcast. Thank you, Shara. Thanks, Shara. That seems insane to me that they wouldn't vaccinate teachers. Yeah, how can you? How can you force them to be there and then right. not vaccinate them? I don't. This whole vaccine rollout. I, I know that everyone else feels like it's going just gangbusters, but I personally, I, I feel there's a few areas in which they could improve. Did you hear? So uh, now that the Biden folks are in the White House, I guess they are able to. They were they were like not talking about the things that they were fighting during the transition because they didn't want to, uh, you know, make things more difficult mm-hmm. and put you know, um, put people on the defense or whatever. Uh, they needed they needed access, so they were just keeping quiet. But now they're they're starting to talk, and one of the things they they said was that when they they were horrified to find when they were starting the transition that the Trump administration had never tried to develop any kind of plan at all whatsoever for vaccination rollout. Meaning like you would think back in August, July, August, you know, when it becomes clear that the vaccine's going to happen, that they would go, okay, well, let's start to like build it out. Let's build out the infrastructure, whatever. Let's, you know, have a plan so that when it's ready, you know, we can give guidelines to the states and we can like have nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. And so a lot of the frustration I was talking to my mom, who's, you know, lives in Arizona and how frustrating it is for her. And it's frustrating for different reasons than it is for people here in California. And then we just heard from someone in Oklahoma and now in Seattle. And it's like, 
this is why you have a federal government coordinate this and give guidelines and so that everybody has best practices and everybody has like a plan instead of just willy fucking nilly right. it is it is total chaos he's, out he's there. my favorite character willy fucking nilly yes it's my child my children's book that I'm <laughs> anyway uh when i heard that they had no plan it was just of course they didn't have a fucking plan um ugh. but uh i will say i've been i was really critical i've always been very critical of joe biden but i'm feeling very encouraged these days good i'm feeling very hopeful that a lot of the problems I hope I'm not wrong. I feel hopeful that a lot of the things that are real problems are going to be addressed. Maybe not as well as I think they should be, but it seems like lessons I was afraid they hadn't learned that maybe they did learn. So we'll see. Good. Yes, because again, it's not all about me, but on this show, it often is. Um, Well, this is Allison's show. Oh, thanks. I I want to feel hopeful about Biden and I wanted to feel hopeful about Biden and hearing all of your your gripes about Biden <laughs> did not make me feel better. I know. Well, that's because there's a lot to gripe about. I know. But let's just, you know. Uh the good thing about Biden. But it's like we've been it's like uh, we've okay, I'm just going to go straight to just the mother load of references for my brain. We're in Auschwitz. Jesus. And yeah, let's just <laughs> and we're being liberated, and then we're on our way out, and we're like, they didn't give us a first class ticket out of here. Instead, we're on a ship. Like, just hang on. Like, it's been real, and uh, it's been real fucking. This is bad. a perfect analogy, honey. You could first of all, it's it's a perfect analogy, and no one will feel offended by it. No, I mean it's. I've done it. Again. That is exactly how it is. Um, listen, I, I'll, I'll just make this short and sweet because people, it, it, my fear has always been that of course I, of course, you know, I voted for Biden. Of course. I think that he's better than Trump. That's not like, but my fear is that if we go back to the, de- the mainstream democratic sort of way of doing politics, that in four years, we're just going to get, and I'm not sure this isn't still going to happen. In four years, it'll be guaranteed that we will get, you know, someone like Josh Howley. And that is, to me, way worse than Trump. Mm. Because Trump, yeah, he was a nightmare for a lot of reasons, but he was also a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, so many of the things that he wanted to do, he couldn't do because he couldn't get out of his own way. And he wasn't good at a lot of things that someone like Josh Howley would be good at. So I was on the Daily Zeitgeist this morning, which is a show that I always love doing. And this came up a little bit. Um, I just have to commend you. For Sorry, taking... I was starting to fidget. I know. I, I, I know you caught it. yourself, though. Okay, good. That was amazing. That was the, the Jeff, I have a little Jeff on my shoulder. Jeff Fox, if you're listening, <laughs> you finally got through to yeah, him yeah. because he was about to like, he's holding a screwdriver by the metal part, handle down. He was about to drop it on I was just the spinning table it. and spin right. it like a All top. Right. And then you like did it for, you did it for half a second and then you moved it over. I was so, I'm so proud of you. Anyway, this came up and mm-hmm. um, Jack, Jack, one of the hosts was saying that, you know, people are worried about someone like Tom Cotton or something coming into Cotton power. Yeah. Um, but what people, what he thinks people aren't realizing is that the Trump thing was something singular and part of what everyone loves, liked about Trump so much is all the shit talking and just, just, just him being such a train wreck Mm-mm. and just, but I don't know that I Mm-mm. agree with that. No. I mean, I, I he's not wrong that, that that's what people liked about him, but yeah. um, why are, we're getting so political? I think we'd be naive to to yeah to not understand the Republican Party and their popularity. Let's and so, talk about something that makes me feel warm and cozy, and that is these people and their beautiful, wonderful, 
iTunes comments of the week. Oh, yeah. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Sleepy Night Owl says... The subtle changes with different guests is fascinating. Makes a nice tonic while I'm cooking. Also shares personal stuff on her Instagram, which is very generous and heartwarming. Oh, I didn't even read the headline. The Pearl of Podcasting. Oh. I love that. I'm a pearl of podcasting. Pearl, like one of those old ladies named Pearl. Yes. I'm an old lady named Pearl, and I podcast. Also, Do you think there's anyone named Pearl? I love the you idea. You have a listener named Pearl. Pearl is a good, I like that name. That name will come back. They cycle. Yeah, I feel like it's time. Let's get it. Let's get let's it back in it. rotation. Okay. Jess Q82, hanging with the girls. I have been listening to the show for several years and love it so much. Today's episode with Jackie Johnson and Helen Hong, I laughed, I cried, I felt like I was hanging out with my girlfriends when someone was going through a tough time and not a podcast. Love this show and will never stop listening. Thank you very much. I love all of your comments. I read them. I love them. They keep me warm at night. Um, if you'd like to leave a nice comment for the podcast, just fucking do it. Just click yeah. those five stars. What are you waiting for? Right. If you're, yeah. Um, and you can do that uh, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And uh, oh no, it finally, you did it. I did it. You did, did it. it. Mm-hmm. It's not hard with you though. You're, you're always tired. I'm quite suggestible. You're also suggestible. But I'm also We would walk tired. the halls so you'd get a hall pass. Like you're going to go to the bathroom about? in high school. Okay. And all the cl- all the classrooms had, you know, uh, windows on the doors. And you would stand out in the hallway so that the students could see you, but this teacher couldn't. And then if they looked over at you, you you do like a big exaggerated yawn. The teacher? If the teacher looked... Oh, no. No, no, no. The students. And then see, and then see if any of the students would yawn. This is the kind of fun we had in high school. Don't don't assume I didn't have a blast in high school. <laughs> Cuz I fucking did. What were you the Rincon Rangers? Yeah. Yeah, we were the Rangers. Oh man. There comes a time each day, yeah, when the dauntingness of getting the kids in bed dawns on me. And I'm like, all I want to do is eat food and sit in a chair. And I just had a big wave is that of that. Ti- is that time of day, <laughs> 11 a.m.? <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm just so sleepy. You with your fucking yawns. Because stop now it. I can't stop. Get it together, Rosen. I'm having trouble. Fuck. I'm having I'm trouble. I'm feeling fine. I'm not tired. Listen. Daniel and I, after this, we're going to record a Patreon episode. So if this is your cup of tea, and I don't know why it would be, but if this is your cup of tea, no, I'm just kidding. This is this is as solid as it gets. The Patreon's a little <laughs> bit different. What? Uh, uh, what are you laughing at? I just like to watch you spin. Spin around. Have I found, am I back to where I was originally, or yeah. am I still spinning? Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. All sorts of fun stuff. Bonus episodes, weekly bonus episodes, Zoom parties, behind the scenes con behind the seams. Mm. Behind the seams content. And that's if this is a sewing podcast. Right. There is an Allison Rosen that hosts a podcast called Within an Inch of Your Life, and it is about sewing. Sure, it's great. Maybe it's me. Maybe I no. It's not because you know I can't can't you sew can't for do shit anything like that. <laughs> no, but you can do a lot of the. Oh, damn you! Do not blame me. You are indulging your yawns. I'm this not. Is, you are you are making this happen to yourself. So do not blame me. Just that stop. was like when Will I went yourself to, camp. to stop for the worst six days of my life when I went to summer camp. There was this girl Gail who was already shaving her legs. And late at night, when we were trying to fall asleep, she kept burping. And everyone was like, gay, y'all. Gay, y'all, come on. And she was like, I can't help it. And then we'd all go back to sleep and she's like, Bleh. 
And it was like, Gail, stop. And she claimed. <laughs> she claimed she just couldn't help it. She couldn't stop burping? <laughs> yeah. But was she doing like purposeful burps? Like, they were fake. Swung? Yeah. So maybe it was hiccups, actually. But the, anyway, I'm... How do you... What? I don't know. I can't remember if it was burps or hiccups. No. But the whole point is, yeah. all of us felt that she was putting this on. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you're accusing me of with the yawns. Yeah, but I am. I'm not... Uh, Look at this. You chose, uh, once again, you made that happen. Is this like some kind of bullshit, like, you make... If you get sick, you made it happen? Is this no. like the downside of positive no. psychology? Are no, you no. pulling some Louis, Louise Hay shit on me? No. I'm just saying, you can you can will yourself to stop. Is that true? Sure. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> One of our first dates... And I couldn't stop, <laughs> couldn't stop yawning. It was love at first sight. I folks. couldn't stop yawning. <laughs> was that, when she when she expressed extreme boredom on our first date, I was like, "This this is the gal for me." On our first meeting, I did try to go home and write, and then you're like, "Let me tell you about me," and I'm like, oh, "I guess I'm here for a while." <laughs> I really was. I really was like about to be like, well, I should probably call it because I got a long drive ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And when you said, I know all about you. Let me tell you about me. Aren't you glad I did? Yes. But anyway, oh, fuck. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, on the, but the particular date I'm talking about, and it was after we had recorded the Adam Carolla show, it was late at night. So in my, def- but I remember what I said, what I always say, which is I'm not bored. My brain just needs oxygen. And you're like, yawn it out. And I felt at ease. I would, I would prefer the yawn it out message right now than this like... Well, if it's just for me, it's fine. But we have millions of paid customers who demand a little better from you. Expect a little better from you. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Also, very excited about my Amazon store. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. I have curated lists of items which I personally use, recommend, like. You can see and shop all the podcasting equipment that I use, my beauty stuff I like, makeup stuff I like, home stuff, food. I've got um, lists for stuff I recommend for the Owens of the world, which would be like toddlers and babies, and then the Elliots of the world, which is preschoolers. I've got Daniel's Corner, which... Real stuff that Daniel uses: Beano, slippers, nasal spray. I, I need to get. I need to eye step drops. in and and, and the get a hold of this list because this list is uh, being curated by you, not me. But they are things that you really like yeah. and use. Yeah, yeah. But, but I keep asking you. I know, but who has time? Make time. The more you don't make time. All right, the I'll more do it. I'll do it. I add I'll do it this week. your medications, I'll your over-the-counter right, medications. Fine. Zyrtec. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I not put Zyrtec on there? <laughs> Jesus Duh. Christ. You... Wait, no, you're more of a Flonase guy. No, I'm a Zyrtec guy. You are? I tried Flonase for a while. I'm not sure Flonase works for me. Breathe right strips. <laughs> oh, Still have not put your chub pack of band-aids on there, but I've got to get that one on there. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you. You're the best. Mm-hmm. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen, Twitter and Instagram. Daniel, what about you? Where do we find you? Mm, you can follow me at Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at uh, Patriot Stud. At uh, Pond Parlor. Uh, you can follow me at. No, I'm just kidding. It's the same old. Dude, no, one, no one wants to follow me. Go ahead. <laughs> just yawn it out, for God's sake. W- weren't we on the phone once and you fell asleep while we were on the phone early in our, <gasps> in our relationship? Maybe. But if so, we were talking late at night. Oh. Was it at my sister's wedding? Maybe. Because I think that I, it was so early on. That was interesting. So my my sister got married 
and it was like right around the time we started dating and I already had this sense that I I think I'm going to end up with you and I kind of wanted you there but it really was like was way so too, too early, early to bring you to a wedding but after the wedding I went back to my room and called you and we were talking on the phone late at night and you couldn't stop complaining about the bugs <laughs> She got married at an organic farm. There and were a lot of bugs. There were a lot of bugs. All right. That makes me sound really bad. It well, was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's wedding just. Was beautiful. It was beautiful. The location was. Well, the beautiful. pictures were beautiful. I don't know. Everything about it was beautiful. Just the, of course they didn't use pesticide there, so there was a lot of little winged creatures, and I'm not talking about birds. All right. And if you know me, you know. But by the way, there's some gnats in our bathroom bedroom that I don't like. Well, I've derailed the show. No one cares. If you want to hear more about the gnats, listen to our Patreon. But but also interesting stuff. Listen to the Patreon episode. Listen, thank you guys for listening. You matter. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best.